Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. Got a great show planned for you. DMs wide open. Always are 24-7. Put your questions in there. That's the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Also, we are channelq.com. is where you want to go to check out past episodes of the show. Hope you all are having a great day. Uh, we are reminding ourselves that no matter how the day has gone thus far, still have the rest of the day and even tomorrow for things to change. Don't let a bad moment become a bad day. Don't let a bad day become a bad week. Don't let a bad week become a bad month. You know, one thing that we do know for sure is things are always changing. Sometimes a little bit worse for them the minute, but then some goodness shows up. And, um, <clears throat> you know, as always, mental health is not about always finding the positive. It's about really being honest with where you're at, but we're not dramatizing or catastrophizing. And so if you're having a rough moment or a rough day, feel it, be in it, but you have to be in reality, which is, I don't know how tonight's going to be. Let me hold space or even try to create a better night or a better week otherwise, or just be open to seeing what's going to happen. So we're just holding things a little loose, a little lighter. Um, and as always, try to make sure we're building in tons of self-care. So if you haven't done that already, ask yourself how you can. Going to start this show by talking about how to ask out your crush anywhere, everywhere. What? I know, I know. This is really important stuff because I want you all to find love. And we have right now one of the highest rates of singledom. Also, people are delaying marriage and kids and family because they're focused on other things. A lot of us are like, yep, focused on staying alive. Why? Because we're not making enough to pay our bills. We don't have universal health care. All sorts of things are going on. So, we're going to focus on how to step into the solution tonight. So many different ways to do this. Uh, first thing I want to remind everyone is this is non-gendered. It doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, non-binary, femme, masculine. Everyone needs to take accountability and responsibility for what they're looking for. And if you want love, you have to be willing to go after it. We are no longer living in those days where a woman sat back or a femme sat back and waited for a male or someone masculine to ask them out. It is 20. We, did, we are living in the uh, a new century you know? And so we're not, we're not, we're not in the sixties, fifties, sixties, or seventies anymore. I still hear people slinging that stuff around though. I still hear people saying things like, Oh, men like to hunt. Um, what? Or, you know, the woman should sit back and let a man chase her. Huh? Or men are threatened by women that make more money. What? We're, we are better than, than that beyond that. We're leaving those old ideals behind. That's misogyny, that's sexism, that's patriarchy. No one wants that mess. We're going after what we want. Confident people are into that. This brings us to our point, first point. Ready? 
drum roll, interested people like signs of interest, period, end of story. No one on the entire planet has ever said, oh my God, I'm so sad that the person I like hit on me or asked me out, said no one ever. No one cares what the gender is, and the people that do are the people you should run and stay away from, because people that are rooted in traditional gendered values are rooted in traditional gendered values, and there's a lot of shadow and darkness to that perspective. And so we're moving away from that. So interested people like signs of interest. There is no shame in letting someone know that you like them or find them attractive. More of that, please. With consent and appropriately, with compassion, meaning if someone shows a lack of interest or a lack of desire or comfort, you move on. We don't chase. We don't court. We go with the response. So I want to just wrap this entire topic up in that. We're no longer trying again or going after or chasing. It's problematic behavior. If someone says no, no means no. Now, within the context, though, of that, we're reminding ourselves that if someone turns us down or isn't interested, we complimented them. Take the compliment. It's on both ends. If someone hits on you or asks you out that you're not interested in or you're not attracted to them, just say thank you. I Thank you, I'm not interested. Thank you, I'm already seeing someone. No thank you. Take the compliment. Make it easier because there's a lot of people that are always wishing other people were doing that heavy labor and we're not willing to do it. But part of why people won't ask others out is because sometimes they're shamed for it. They're made to feel bad. So if it's done appropriately, you're giving them a compliment, take the compliment. If interested, they'll be happy that you took the risk to initiate contact. Because interested people like signs of interest, that is a solution, that mantra to a lot of different things. How long should I wait before I call them? Right away, interested people like signs of interest, they will be happy to have heard from you. No one has ever said, I'm so bummed out that the person I have a crush on just texted me. It's too soon. No one mature or healthy would ever say that. People that are avoidant of intimacy might say that. People that are still living in the dark ages of misogyny and sexism might gender it and make a mess out of it. But healthy adults like people that show up confidently, period, end of story. That's what everyone, that's what all my patients that are single are talking about, wanting someone who's available, wanting to someone, wanting someone who's assertive on all ends, you know? So be that person. Ask people out. It's just about doing it in an appropriate way because when people complain about getting hit on, it's because it's done in a way that isn't complimentary, that isn't respectful, and that doesn't leave them feeling safe. And I've talked about it on the show where I've seen this in action where the person is showing obvious signs of not interested, not comfortable, not wanting to be talked to or looked at, and the people keep pushing and pushing. That is not what we're talking about tonight. As always, we're assuming some level of health within what we're discussing. Um, so that's the first thing is get into the game, y'all. Get into the game. When we, gonna, when we come back, we're going to talk about the other important pointers of uh, how to ask someone out, how to get yourself in that dating game. Otherwise, though, we'll be doing some DMs. So like I said, those DMs, DMs on our Loveline IG page. Put your questions and topics in there. Otherwise, we are channelq.com is where you want to go to check out past episodes. Stick around. More to come. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, y'all, we're back and we're talking about how to ask your crush out, how to get back into the dating game. Very important stuff. Um, because love can flourish and grow in any environment. And uh, a lot of us rep return repetitively to the same spaces. And we want to take advantage of that. When done appropriately and with care and compassion, it's all good. Because asking someone out and flirting is meant to be a compliment, even if they're not interested. So on the receiving end, if someone's appropriate about it, say thank you. Take the compliment. Um, let's not shame someone or play the game. I can't believe they would do that. That's how, that's how love emerges. Someone has to put themselves out there. So before the break, we were talking about how interested people like signs of interest. And so we are confidently saying, hey, would you want to go out sometime? Would you want to go on a date? Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's an important part of this is that willingness. So, you know, ask yourself, you know, this isn't, this, this, this topic isn't about what are the obstacles we need to dismantle that prevent us from stepping into this game, but let's spend two seconds on it. Ask yourself that. What are the things that are obstacles? What do I need to dismantle or get rid of that keeps me single if you are interested in dating and romance? Truly make that a, an actual question, not a rhetoric philosophical one, but literal. And this might be some of it, that you're unwilling to step into action. You know, you're unwilling to really, 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 really put yourself out there and be vulnerable because it is vulnerable. You're, you know, you're essentially asking someone, uh, do you desire me? Can you imagine a life with me? Do I seem interesting? Do I seem kind? You know, um, but we want to be direct. Directness <clears throat> is very important. And you'll be proud of yourself for having done that. I want us to feel good about it. So this is something of a confidence booster. It's not about the outcome. Yes, the goal is for the person to say yes. Yes, it would be great if everyone did, but they won't always. And the success of you doing this work is not rooted in whether or not you're getting a date. We do not have control over those variables. Who is available? Who's currently single? What are their thoughts about you? Are you doing this in the right places? We don't have control over that. All we can do is ready, drum roll, create the conditions around which it can occur. That's all we have control over. We cannot say, I'm going to find a date tonight. I cannot help a patient find a date. I can only help them dismantle the barriers. I can help motivate them into action. And I can help them create the conditions around which it can occur. Period. End of story. That's all we got. But we have to take advantage of those three things. So ask them out. Put yourself out there. Take that step. See it as empowerment. See it as the achievement of a goal. There's no valor in playing it safe. 
It's not about what happens. It's just about stepping into and taking that action. So find a lot of meaning and value in that because a lot of people get hung up on, yeah, but they said no. And I'm like, yeah, but you still did it. Yeah, but I didn't get the date. Yeah, but you still stepped into your anxiety and confidently asked someone out, which is a very vulnerable thing. Hopefully they took the compliment, even if not interested or available, and you walk away going, huh, I really just did that and I'll do it again. And one of these times it's gonna pay off. But if I don't do it for the first time, I'm not gonna do it for the fifth time. And it might be the fifth time when I really am in the right place at the right time and do it in the right way. So it's just really about that practice. And that's what it needs to be about, is tell yourself that. Yes, I'd love a date, but right now I'm just practicing. I'm, I'm really flexing this uh, vulnerability, romantic vulnerable muscle that, that a lot of us really have backed away from with dating apps. And that's why a lot of this is about asking people out while out in the world. Dating apps are a lot more protected and can support people that are a lot more cautious but I want us to take advantage of our time while out in the world. Um, another key point is you have to be clear. You have to use the word date when you're asking someone out. I think it's really problematic when we say, do you wanna, you know, do you wanna get coffee? Well, for a lot of people that implies date, but for some people it doesn't. And in some dynamics, people are like, well, we have a friendship. Is this just my friend asking me to coffee? What even is this? And then you're at home going, oh my God, I hope they know it's a date. And they're going, is it a date? I hope it is, or I hope it's not. And no one's clear. Again, have the confidence and vulnerability to actually use the word date so that you know they know that, so that they know you know that, and that they can honestly have informed consent when they say yes, they actually know what was just just requested. Use the word date. Would you like to go out on a date sometime? Whoa. Yeah. Actually put that into words. Far too many people use these very protected, ambiguous terms like hang out, go for coffee, and it leaves everyone unsure about the purpose or the framework of that time that you're going to spend together. That is no good. When you use the word date, all parties can consent and it can give you the confidence that their yes is built on and based upon actual interest in romance or sexuality of some kind. You won't necessarily have that if you're using vague terms and no one's 100% sure what it is we're about to go do on Saturday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and that's a problem. Because again, we're just trying to get in the game. We're not focusing on the outcome. We're just trying to make the basketball team. <laughs> um, Keeping with all this, you have to be able to accept the no. You have to be willing to be turned down. And if someone says no, the only answer is awesome. Have a good rest of your day. You don't push. You don't beg. You don't try to convince. You don't try to manipulate. You say, got it. Do not keep asking someone out if they turn you out, turn you down or do not show interest. Leave them alone. Hard stop. Because that's then, if you don't do that, how you turn a compliment and something appropriate into an assault. You are, you are making them actively uncomfortable, you are actively ignoring their boundaries and climbing over them, and you're creating a little bit of a hostile situation. Don't be that person. There's nothing attractive about that. Just say, okay, have a great day, and move on. If someone says no, honor that politely. Stop asking. We're not we're trying to win people over anymore. That shows bad boundaries, a lack of empathy, and can feel very oppressive to some people. Um, so give someone a corrective experience of someone actually being able to be told no, and, and their ego doesn't get over-involved. Because some people can't handle that. <laughs> um, and again, this is supposed to be something that's complimentary and feels good. This shouldn't be something bad. So don't turn it into that. 
All right, when we come back, we're going to keep talking about how to ask out your crush. Uh, but we're also going to do some DMs. So if you've got a question for us, drop it in the DMs on our Love Landed G page. Anything you're wondering about, someone else might be as well. So put them in there. Always anonymous, always confidential. Helping other people out as you're learning as well. And then past episodes of the show over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Love Line and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share. Lots of good stuff over there because we're trying to unlearn a whole bunch of stuff and then relearn a bunch of other stuff. So we need that repetition. A lot of bad perspectives floating around out there, you know? Not everyone's speaking from their best to our best, which is what we're trying to do. All right, y'all, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we're talking about how to ask out your crush. Interested people like signs of interest. That's going to be a mantra that can be applied to a lot of things. How soon can I text them? When can I ask them out again? Right away. If they're interested, they'll be happy to hear from you. Everyone in my office, patients are complaining. People are flaky. They're not consistent. They're not reliable. Be that person. Everyone's looking for someone consistent, reliable, available, and responsive. Be that way. If they're interested, they will be happy to hear from you. Demonstrate it. Be direct with your crush. Be clear. Use the word date so everyone knows what's going on. And if they say no, say awesome. Have a good rest of your day and walk away. We are leaving people alone when we get a no. It's called boundaries. Otherwise, we're demonstrating that we aren't good with boundaries, that we have too fragile of an ego, that we don't understand empathy. Move on. But when you move on, don't collapse over that no. You practiced confidence and we're just trying to get more familiar expressing interest in others. So smile the next time you see them. Nothing bad happened. No one did anything wrong. You can still smile and wave if it's someone you see at the gym or at a supermarket. We don't have to drop our heads or hide. Nothing bad happened. Uh, don't ignore them. You know, dating is a process of risk, vulnerability at times, and often being let down. Keep doing it anyway. You have to stay in the cycle. Keep people out, keep asking people out. Don't let one disappointment or even five disappointments let you globalize what's possible. You can never, from any position in your life, no, not at any age, not in any moment, not in any you know month or year, determine what's possible in the future. There's always more possible. We never know what's to come. It pays off. A potential partner might not always see you as a potential until you ask them out. And dating requires taking a lot of risk. Be willing to do that. Um, we've talked also on the show about the one step more, which is I'm always saying, if you're not ready to be direct and walk up, which essentially is the goal, and I want everyone to be willing to do that, do one step more. What's one more thing you can do that keeps you near them, closer to them, around them? Maybe then they'll ask you out. Maybe then you'll generate the confidence based on a level of comfort or something they do in response to you being there. But we're really just trying to get more familiar and we're, we're trying to practice. And so that's what this is really about, learning how to be uncomfortable. It's a skill every single patient in my practice needs to work on is having difficult conversations, being more vulnerable, and learning how to be uncomfortable. Healthy relationships require all of that, but so does dating. You want to be able to step back into that. Um, and so this is part of learning how to do that. So if you can't do this, you're lacking some important skills for later relationships, sitting down and talking about something that makes you uncomfortable or feels very vulnerable. If you can't do that in the beginning, you might not be able to do that later on. Um, and also, of course, take advantage of apps. You know, this is really about people being out in the real world, but 
there's nothing wrong with dating on the apps. There was a time when people felt a lot of shame and guilt about it. Luckily, that's pretty much gone for most people. And that's where a lot of people are meeting each other. So that is something that you should consider. But I want us to take advantage of all the possibilities and all the opportunities. Because again, we're trying to flex that muscle. We're also learning a lot of really important relational skills in doing so. And also we're you know, really opening up ourselves to a lot more possibilities. So every place in space has the potentiality of being where you can meet someone as long as you're appropriate and you're compassionate with it, which means paying attention to how you're landing on them. And like I said, more than once, if they say no or look uncomfortable or express lack of interest, move on. Case closed. They don't want you. You have to be okay with that. Now, looking at some of the other research, a couple other uh, points were brought up that I thought were really kind of smart. Um, someone used the word aggressive versus assertive and how we want to do it assertively, not aggressively. And assertively is a word I use to imply that we're really paying attention to someone else's experience of us. Um, also, it can be about being confident, but not cocky. And that's a major one, <laughs> right? Um, we don't want people to think it's about our ego and less about interest. You want the person to feel complimented that you asked them out. They don't want it to feel so haphazard. And so assertively and confidently, you're focused on them where cocky and aggressive really makes it seem like it isn't about them. It's about conquest or your ego. And that applies to all genders. And that's kind of a turnoff. Because remember, when we're courting someone or asking them out, it really is about... Um, uh, uh, flirtation. It really is about compliment giving. It really is about having them see you as a potential romantic partner and aggression, cockiness. None of that is a turn on. Uh, even the people that say that they don't really mean that because the way that that expresses itself down the road is a problem. Um, it can feel okay in the beginning, but that really has a dark side, like a shadow side to it. That's quite problematic. Confidence can be equally as hot, which is what I think people really mean. Um, and assertiveness, <clears throat> and those are kind of the qualities that we'd want to move forward, really centering. Um, and that's why I think like there's this preparatory piece, you know, get familiar with what, what, in the, what, you know, what are the ways that you could even go about asking someone out? Like, what's your, what's your statement going to be? It, what, what's going to be the request? Practice that script it out in your head. Um, even be aware of what maybe you're proposing because some people, they would want to kind of know like, hey, would you want to go on a date sometime? I'd love to go hiking. Would I want to go on a date sometime? I'd love to go for coffee. I, I've shared this on the show before. There's, there's a meme going around. Hiking is not a date. Well, it is for people that are really outdoorsy and active and it's the most honest thing. I think dates should be rooted in, as we've talked about on the show before, who we really honestly are and what our lives look like so someone can really assess if they want to be a part of it. We're going to come back and do some DMs and then we'll, we'll get back to talking about the dating game. So stick around, y'all. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we're back, and now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I've been married to my partner for two years now. Things started off great in the beginning, but now we've fallen into a bad rut of lots of miscommunication. Ah, surprise. What are the tips and tricks that we should be considering so as to improve our level of communication? Thank you for all you do. Um, I love this one. We've talked about it on the show before. I'll soon do an entire show on it. Basically, it's about better communication skills, which kind of also falls under fair fighting because that's usually what people mean. I'm not 100% sure what you meant, but when you say miscommunication, usually it means there's a little bit of roughness or aggression. And there are a few things that we want to always consider. And like I said, I'll expand upon it more, but um, I'll give you a few quick tips and tricks. Uh, first off is you have to commit at zero. 
if you're coming in hot, you have to go process or digest a little bit. This is a relationship we care about. This is a partner we care about. We don't want uh, our relationship or marriage or whatever it is to get damaged because we're having a difficult conversation. And so we want to we want to be made better and stronger as a result. And so every time we have a difficult conversation or conflict, again, we want to see through the lens of how can I use this to strengthen our relationship, to get to know each other better. It shouldn't be something that weakens. If every time we have conflict, it doesn't go well, well, then we're going to become conflict avoidant or we're just going to start to get nastier. So you come in at a zero. And if that means you're, you're upset and you're pissed off and you're angry, you're not ready to talk. Maybe you're not going to be completely at a zero, but like a zero, a one or a two, or maybe even a three. But if you're at a four a five, a seven a 10, you're not ready. Go cool off, take a deep breath, go for a walk, wait till tomorrow, journal it out, process with a friend first, whatever you need to do. Your relationship has to mean more than just getting it out, making your point made and winning. So coming out of zero, then I guess I should say something first. We only do these things face to face. We don't have disagreements or conflicts over the phone or text. That is for quick, easy communication. So this is done face to face so that we can do our second point, which is you're paying attention to the person you're talking to and they are communicating through their comfort or lack thereof how well it's going and what adjustments need to be made. You might need to take time apart because it's not going well because you realize you started at a zero, one or two or three, but you're coming in hot again. You, you will know that by looking at them. They're reflecting back how well it's going, adjust accordingly. So you're tracking it. Then we make requests, not criticisms. We don't attack, we don't name call, we don't yell. So you say, hey, it would mean a lot to me if you would, could you please? Versus you never, you're a blah, blah, blah. No criticism, we make requests. Then we look for mutually beneficial outcomes. It has to serve both of you. If only one of you win and one of you loses, we haven't reached the desired outcome and you have to keep talking about it. Because again, conflict shouldn't end with someone feeling bad, wounded, hurt, or quote unquote losing. And that's why your relationship has to mean more than getting it right or just getting your point across. And that's why sometimes these conversations are had over the course of time. Because when you start to spike, you stop and you come back at another time. That's why we sometimes go to bed angry. And that's why I disagree when they're like, never go to bed angry. Sometimes you have to because you're too dysregulated because things have gotten too harsh and we need to sleep on it. We need to soften. We need to let go a little bit. hundred percent. We need to settle down. Um, and then finally you do something connective afterwards. And that's how you really build in the idea that we can be better off because of this, that because we have a conflict doesn't mean we dislike each other or things are bad or wrong. That's what helps us circle back and feel confident that we can, excuse me, weather and get through anything. So remind yourselves that this whole time we're doing it all relationally, which again, honors that this is someone I care about who I'm talking to and I want them to walk away feeling okay. And for a lot of us, we didn't get raised in families or in social groups where this is mirrored for us or modeled for us. And so as adults, we don't really know how to approach difficult conversations or we don't trust that they can go well because repeatedly we've been with people or raised in families where the <laughs> wheels went off very quickly. And so this is a moment of maybe healing for you and your partner more than you even realize. And that's why, again, we really want to kind of nail this because this is like the bedrock of a relationship. Like how safe do we feel? How able are we as a couple to difficult to weather difficult times? And uh, it's it, the work isn't the absence of conflict. That's not the goal. The goal is to 
is the ability to have difficult conversations without harming each other and walking away better. So there's a lot of in that that we can all kind of learn from and grow from. All right, if you got a DM for us, a question or a topic you want us to hit, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Otherwise, we are channelq.com is where you want to go to check out past episodes. More to come, y'all, so don't go anywhere. Stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Don't go anywhere, y'all, because we will be right back. Stick around. All right, y'all, we're back, and we're talking about how to ask out your crush. So there's a lot of relational gems in here and some dating tips. And uh, one of them is don't sell the dream. I think dates should be rooted in what's within the scope of the, uh, of who we really are and the kinds of things we really do. Don't sell a dream and make them think that your lifestyle is one way when it isn't. Don't try to be all chill, casual, and hikey if you're not into hikes. That's, a, that's misleading, misrepresentation, false advertising. And don't get all dressed up in a suit with a limo and flowers and go to a five-star meat restaurant if that's not your jam. Um, you know, within the scope of who you are, bring your best because you are trying to impress and court although i don't like the word impress because that really implies maybe tapping into parts of ourselves that aren't real i'd rather you be honestly and authentically yourself um i know when i'm dating i very much do the things that i enjoy doing to see if they enjoy that as well and if they can fit into my life um so it's all within the scope of what's meaningful to me otherwise i can't assess that and i might be misleading them um, and I think that's problematic. So ask yourself, like, what are the things I really enjoy doing and how can I fold them into that? Because I think, you know, dinner and a movie can be cute, but that can also be very unimaginative or boring. And you can only do that so often. What are the other things you enjoy doing? What are the environments you, you like being around? I, I, I think dates that are born from that are great. Some people shame and problematize that. I, I think that's not honest. Um, and I've shared this on the show before. I'm more casual. So we're going to do some casual things. Like my favorite first date is going to get coffee and seeing some art. And if that's not important or meaningful to you, then I don't want to be with you because I like doing activities that are inspiring and allow for a lot of really deep conversation. And if you don't know how to be vulnerable and drop into some intellectual conversation and really take in art and all of that, we're not a match. You know, peace out. Go find someone who wants to do something else. Um, I'll I like to picnic on the beach. I'll go for the beach at night. I am the kind of person on a date that maybe wants to go hiking or things like that. So, I think it's all about letting them know who you really are, so that they can really decide if you're someone they want to you know be in a relationship with. I remember there's a few times where dates date ideas came up and people wanted to like go to a bar. I don't like bars. I'm not a nighttime person and I don't drink. And if that's that important to them, we're not a match. Now, if it's one element of a larger part of their world, cool. And I'd say that to them. You know what? I'm not really a bar person. And I'll see what else they come up with. Um, because again, this is all non-gendered. Women ask men out. Women ask women out. Men ask men out. And men ask women out. We all are in this game. And even if you're like, oh, well, I've been married for 10 years. You should, you should still be going on dates with your partner or others, whatever your situation is. And this does count. Don't be so lazy as to always be like dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, unless that's really authentically what you both enjoy. But the world's far bigger than that. Ask yourself, like, who am I really? What do I like to do? Anyway, coming back to the specific topic, <laughs> be assertive, not aggressive, plan dates throughout the course of your relationship that are honest for who you are. Um, another point was brought up that I thought was really interesting and this idea of whether or not you should do it in public or in private. And what it really meant was, should you ask someone out in front of other people? And what is the impact of that? Now, sometimes we don't have the opportunity to ask them out when they're not around others because we don't know this person and we just saw them. Other times we do. And I could see where maybe you do want to then um, err on the side of waiting until you know they're more accessible one-on-one -on -one so that they're not 
I don't know, overwhelmed um, or embarrassed, because I guess that is a possibility, although someone asking you out should make everyone smile and kind of Google and Google and whatever. I don't know. Um, but it is something to maybe think about. Does Is this person currently at work and really needs to focus? You know, And if so, is there a way to not disrupt them or to misuse that power dynamic because they're your server or whatever it is? and maybe leave them a note or something like that. Okay, that could be meaningful. So do pay attention to where you literally are and what's going on. Because hitting on someone who's your server and they're still your server because you haven't gotten your check yet and you're not on your way out, that's the misuse of a power dynamic. That person, that's their job. They don't want to get in trouble if you're offended and make a big deal. They don't want to miss out on a tip because that's why they're there, it's a job. And so be thoughtful about that. Asking someone out if they're working, I don't know what the right language is, but they're working, if they're working for you in that moment because they're your server or your bartender or whatever it is, that power dynamic is at play. So like I said, can you leave them a note? Um, can you bump into them after work somewhere because you maybe know where they go get a drink after work? That's going to maybe even the playing field a little bit. So maybe my larger point is really pay attention to power dynamics. I, I can't think of any other really good examples of that, but ask yourself that. Is this a space where they're not gonna feel empowered enough to turn me down if that's what they wanna do? Am I taking advantage of the fact that I have more power over them in general or in this space? Because that's not gonna feel good. Um, and there's other ways to kind of go about doing that. So really do take that into account. I think that that's really important because um, you don't want anyone to be made to feel uncomfortable or unsafe. As I keep saying, this should be something that feels good for all parties. It should be a compliment. It shouldn't have a, a negative impact on someone. Um, <clears throat> all right, we're going to come back and keep talking about this. It's an important topic. I think there's a lot in this because it's about, as we said, power dynamics, and it's about relational skills, and it's about confidence building, and it's about consent, and it's about communication, and it's about gender roles. Like there's so much woven into such a, what would seem like a simple topic. Uh, so we'll come back, talk more about it, and then we'll be doing some DMs later in the show. So if you got a DM for us, questions, topics, things you want us to hit, circle back to, put it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, and then past episodes of the show, always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down the for Loveline and click on it. You can binge post, re-listen, and share. Stick around, though. More to come. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all. We're back, and we're talking about the dreaded topic of how do I tap into my self-esteem and my self-worth and get vulnerable enough to let someone know that I'm interested in them and asking them out, and it's a journey, and uh, we want to get practice and we want to get rejected and realize, ah, we can survive rejection. It's not that big of a deal. So it's not always about getting the date. Sometimes it's just about, I got to get practice. Um, but then we're also talking about the fact that we should be assertive and confident, not uh, aggressive and cocky. It's a really bad way to kind of enter that space. It's also just not nice. Um, and, uh, you know, paying attention to power dynamics. Is this person at work? Are they, are they my server? Are they going to feel comfortable dealing with, you know, having to reject me and what kind of response they might get is their job on the line, uh, their tip, you know what I mean? Like not cool. I always think that's so awkward, you know, leave them a note, let them think about it after work or see them another time. Or I, I don't know, but be very thoughtful about the power dynamic piece. It can make a lot of people uncomfortable. In some of the research I was looking at, some people talked about giving them an easy out. And I think there's something great in that. 
Um, not everyone's going to be confident enough to say no. And you want people's yes to mean yes, not a hesitant yes. So you want to find a way to give them an out. And that's why sometimes there's great things like saying, hey, um, let me give you my number. And if interested, text me. I think that's awesome. Put the power back in their hands. You showed interest. Let them take some steps of vulnerability. There's nothing wrong with them texting you. We're adults. Come on. It's the very least someone can do if they're interested. Or say, hey, let me have your number and I'll text you. And if you're interested, you know, respond. But I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, hey, I'd love to take you out sometime. Let me give you my number. And if that's something that, you know, you're interested in, shoot me a text. We'll, we'll plan something. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you're bringing them into the decision-making. You're, you're evenly distributing that power. You're not making any assumptions. You're letting them have an easy out because some people just don't know on the fly in the moment how to say, yeah, thank you, but no, thank you. And there's nothing worse than getting a yes that isn't real. One of the other things I was brought up that I thought was kind of doable and it kind of ties into what I said earlier about one step more about, you know, maybe you're not confident enough to walk up and ask them out or whatever it is, but if you go near them or stand by them or do something, you know, around where they are, either you might get the confidence to capitalize on that, or maybe it'll even generate something from them where they'll turn and ask you out or even do something that makes you feel more permission. Someone else said, sometimes it helps if you just find a way to engage them. And I was like, what an interesting way to move even further. Ask some advice on something like, hey, do you know anything about blah, 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 if you're shopping in a store or which one would you pick? Um, maybe you can even do something playful. Be thoughtful because again, we're not trying to be corny or make anyone uncomfortable, but that is a good way to kind of just get some conversation going. So I thought there was something reasonable in that. I mean, in some ways it's a very corny thing. Um, in other worlds, it's a good way to just kind of like break the ice. But again, that's that, that leads us to that important point again of like reading their body language because they might need to be in that supermarket for a lot longer. They might've, you know, just gotten to the gym and they have a, an hour ahead of them or whatever, wherever we're, we are in this moment. So again, be very thoughtful about reading people's body language. We're not trying to oppress them or make their day harder. One of the things that kept coming up in the research that kind of bummed me out though, was this reminder of being kind and polite. And I thought, Oh, that's a sign that a lot of people don't deal with rejection. Well, and it's happened enough for they, that that's built into a lot of articles on this topic. So again, if you're going to ask someone out, be willing to be told no and with full respect, say thank you and walk away. And if you're not someone who can handle rejection well, then you're not ready to ask someone out. And I don't mean handle rejection well as in you're not sad or bummed out. That's part of it. You can still ask them out. You'll deal with that. I mean, don't ask people out if you can't deal with rejection without being mean or aggressive back. People are allowed to tell you no. And if that somehow to you is problematic or offensive and you attack back, you got a lot of work to do and you're making the game harder on everyone. So take a pause and work on that. Because if you're going to ask someone out that you have to be willing to hear a no. Because again, a lot of the articles were mentioning taking rejection well, and also how to not be creepy, which tells me that enough people are being creepy that we need to cover that. Um, and they keep talking about reading body language, making sure they're really interested, <laughs> respecting boundaries. I'm reading these, keeping your hands to yourself. Like that's heartbreaking that we have to remind people to keep their hands to themselves and to be respectful. Like what's going on out there? Um, and I'm going to assume this, this part is more gendered, that this is probably more of the masculine or the males that are doing this. Um, so like, let's be better. This system should be fun. And part of what makes it so hard is that people are so horrible about it. They're not forthcoming. They're not kind. They're not respectful. It shouldn't have to be like that. That's one of the things I do like about apps is they really give people an opportunity to practice asking someone out, being assertive, being told no, dealing with rejection, if you choose to see it that way. 
And that's why I think app use can be a really good site of learning for those that are new to dating or I just haven't done well. Um, uh, in addition to the fact that it gives you a wealth of options from all over the world, literally. But um, again, we're not trying to harm anyone. And so seeing those concepts constantly repeated in multiple articles, I was like, wow, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a good reminder. And then I saw it a second time and I was like, oh yeah. And then a third and I was like, wait a minute. And then by like the fifth time I was like, oh, I'm seeing a pattern here. You know, there's something to this if that keeps coming up. We don't make reminders that aren't needed. So um, also like tell your friends that, you know what I mean? If you're around when one of your friends is acting stanky, you got to tell them like, yo, bro, walk away. She's not interested. That's not cool. And even as a bystander, if you, you know, bystander, if you see someone doing that, it's okay to be like, yo, you know, time to go. She doesn't look interested. Or even maybe if she needs support, go sit next to her, you know, play that friend. Um, the imaginary friend who's like, Hey, <laughs> uh, I've seen that done in the movies. I, I don't think I've actually seen that done in real life, but anyway, so that's the reminder. It's all about care and consent. Everything is, but especially this, cause this world needs a vast improvement. Um, all right, we're going to come back, talk a little bit more and then we'll be doing some DMS. So, uh, y'all know the drill. Got a question for us. Got a topic you want us to hit something you want us to hit again or drop deeper into. It's where a lot of these topics come from, you know, people saying, Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? Can you cover this? And, uh, questions. DMs on our Love Energy page, topics and questions. And then past episodes, past episodes of the show, always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Love Line and click on it. It's all there, all that learning, all those gems. Uh, otherwise, stick around though, more to come. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, we're back. And uh, I thought we'd just kind of close out on easy date ideas. We've talked about some of these on the show, but I thought uh, this list was kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people say, keep it simple. I like that. I think for first date should be simple. You don't know them. They don't know you. You know, you want to kind of go somewhere where the pressure's low. No one feels like, wow, they went really above and beyond. Some people are like that. There's a lot of people that are very materialist and they're going to make the worth or value of something and their worth tied to how much money something costs or spent. That to me is gross. We need to get away from that. But for healthy people that know that worth is about what kind of person you are, it's going to be about the idea, you know, that you actually thought of something. So be creative. You know, be honest, be creative. There's a lot of interesting things we can do. Um, do something affordable. Dates should not have to put people in debt. Um, also, over and over, a lot of the research was talking about doing things where there's ample face-to-face -face time, where you actually can sit in front of the person, have a conversation, and see what it's like to spend time with them. I think that's super, super, super important. Our anxiety makes us want to do things that maybe have a lot of buffers. So it's okay to do some things that are a little bit of a buffer, but still allow some sense of engagement and conversation so that the person actually feels like they're with you and spending time and getting to know, uh, be creative, do something novel. I think that's great. Don't, don't just do the same old, same old. Um, we tend to get into those patterns and habits. Um, but there's a lot of dynamic things you can do that are very affordable or even free. Pay attention to the environment. What are you listening to? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you smelling? It can be outdoors. It can be indoors. And I think there's a lot of cute things that you can do that kind of get off the standard standard path. I think one of the things if you're going to go to have food is to maybe try an interesting dynamic cuisine that's not the standard. So many different kinds of food, everything from Ethiopian, Thai. I mean, the, the list goes on. So maybe check out your area and see what they have. I also liked one site that was talking a lot about uh, imagine yourself being a tourist in the town you live in. What are some of the things that you'd want to go do? Because a lot of times... We haven't gone to do some of those or we haven't done them in a long time and they can really be 
fun to experience with someone. Um, cooking together, I don't know. That can go either way. For some, that's a really great idea. It's simple, a lot of time together. It's an activity. Uh, I don't know. Um, board games. I mean, I don't know if that's really a first date. I think some of these are like later dates. I was, I was laughing at some of these lists because some of them it's like, wow, these aren't really good first. These are like deeper later. Um, some of them very strange. Uh, but a lot of them were about art, museums, arcades, aquariums, live music, things that have like a joy, joyfulness to them. And I think that that's important. Nothing sad, <laughs> nothing flat. If you're going to go to the movies, don't see something dark or heavy. Go see something fun and dynamic so that you leave feeling good and positive. Um, we don't want to depress each other and make each other feel bad. And I think that that's, it's actually more, more possible than we realize. That's why I think something's like a comedy show could be really fun or dynamic. You know, it already gets you laughing, kind of breaks you out of your shell. Um, cause you don't want to do anything that's awkward or that forces conversations. So you don't want to do anything that's hyper isolated. You want to do things where you're out. There's things to reference, things to look at, things to talk about, maybe around other people. And that's why like a comedy show, um, anything in isolation can be really hard. It can kind of create too much intensity where it's just the two of you staring at each other, nothing else around. Um, <clears throat> so again, it's all about that face to face, but also other elements to reference or to look at. There's a lot of different classes. You can maybe go take a class with someone. I mean, it really kind of depends, I guess, on what that class is. If you're into drinking brewery or winery tours, you know, I think that's actually interesting. I'm looking through this list in my corny. Some people like doing exercise stuff together, paddle boarding, surfing. I don't know. That wouldn't be for me. Trivia nights. A lot of bars have a trivia night. A lot of bars have a karaoke night. A lot of bars have a game night. Again, you're out, you're around others. It's funny. There's humor. So like really Google, you know, like especially during the week, bars often have like a trivia night, a karaoke night, all, all sorts of things like that. So classes, maybe make it a weeknight thing or even on the weekends that could happen too. I don't know. What I do or what I did is I had a running list on the notepad in my phone. And as I was just going throughout my day, I would encounter, hear about, or see things that I thought could be fun or cute to do. And I just started a running list so that I'd have it on hand when I wanted a first date, when maybe I wanted a date later in a relationship. Um, having things already kind of mapped out a little bit can be really helpful. So that's also something you could do. Listen to other things others have done that are fun. Think about things you've always wanted to do with someone. Notice things as you're going throughout your day and you're driving around, a new restaurant, a new bar, a new store, um, stuff like that. Now, just to round this out with some humor, I also looked into what are some horrible first date ideas. <laughs> I don't know if these are things that people have actually done or if they're just saying, don't do this. Um, they, this is actually funny. Some of them worst date ideas ever, uh, go into the club of any kind. Uh, don't, don't take your first date or second date to a club. I don't know if, cause it's loud, it's crowded. People are hitting on each. I don't know really, but that doesn't sound fun to me. Uh, to your parents' house. <laughs> I thought that was kind of random to an exercise class. Someone even put in there a car dealership. Does someone really take someone uh, on their first date to a car dealership? Like, what is that? Uh, to visit a taxidermist? Like, where does that even come from? Um, someone said seeing a local improv show. I think that's awesome. I love those. I'm in LA where there's a lot of stellar, stellar, stellar versions of that. Um, I think that's awesome. Hitting a nightclub came up actually quite, quite often. Um, all right, when we come back, we're going to do some DMs. So, uh, you know, focus on the good dates, not the bad ones that I listed, uh, but stick around DMs to come. You're listening to love line with Dr. Chris on channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, y'all, we're back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, my girlfriend, Emily, just got a new job. Keeps talking about how great her coworkers are, how funny they are, how cool they are, how much she enjoys them and all of that. Okay, first off, celebrate that with her. Celebrate how great your partner feels. That's awesome. It shouldn't have anything, it shouldn't have to have anything to do with where you're at in your life, how you feel. So I just want to kind of throw that out there. We want to be good partners, which means we celebrate the successes and, and, and the feel goods of our partners, regardless of what's going on in our own life. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Back to the question you said. She goes to work while I stay home because I was furloughed due to pandemic. Uh, I'm grateful that she's able to pull most of the financial weight during this time. However, it's all she talks about now. <laughs> Well, it's because that's her life and identity. Some people, their jobs are their social network, their identity, and sometimes it's just meaningful, dynamic things that happen. Shoot, people spend anywhere from 20 to you know 40 plus hours a week there. There's going to be a lot of material to share. Uh, what's hard for you about that? It reflects back on maybe the fact that you're not working, but instead of making it about your hurt feelings, try to be happy that they're so happy. And maybe use that as a motivating force to kind of find a job that offers the same thing to you. You know, Let it motivate you, but be happy that they're happy. Um, don't take that joy away because you're not back to your question. Um, you said, I don't want to burst her bubble, but when she talks about it, I feel embarrassed because my current situation, I feel bad, helpless, a lot of emotions. I don't want to make her feel bad, but it's really hard to hear all of this. Should I tell her how I'm feeling or just let it go? I would let it go. (laughs) I don't know if that's a surprising thing to hear. I think I think in you telling her how you feel subtly in there is a request to withhold or to downplay or to even feel bad about their situation. And it isn't about them. 
I don't want your partner to downplay or withhold or feel bad about how great they are feeling about their new job. The work is for you to be able to hold space for that and allow that. So this shouldn't be put on them. And I'm afraid because here's what I always say. Someone being jealous isn't always reasonable. We don't have to honor everyone's jealousy. And this is an example kind of of that where we should kind of keep some things to ourselves and say, this is my work. Our triggers are ours. Triggers show us where our work and our healing is. We don't need to tell someone that something triggers us. Yes, in healthy relationships, our partners do want to know about some of our triggers so they can maybe help us not walk into them. But this is one you need to walk into. I don't want your partner, like I said, to feel bad or downplay or water down how great they're doing. Celebrate with them. Lean into it. But I don't want them to, yeah, you keep that yourself and say, here's my trigger. I need to unpack why my worth is tied to career. I need to unpack why I'm not motivated to go find something equally as exciting. I want to unpack why I can't lean into and celebrate how well they're doing. Um, don't put that on them because that's what I'm most concerned would happen. So motivate yourself by it and lean into it. We got time for another one. This says, hey, Dr. Chris, honest question. Is anyone else? kissing their partner less during these difficult, scary times with COVID and all else that's going on? No, there's a lot of people through all that's going on in the world and continues to that have become a little bit of intimacy and touch phobic because there are true actual risks tied to that. But what we wanna do is arm ourselves with the research, take reasonable, meaningful risks. It's the best we can do. You know, is your partner around others? Are they getting tested? Um, how, how risky is this person? Um, and, you know, if you're going to live with them and share space with them, you're coming in contact. And so to kiss or to be sexual isn't to necessarily push that. If you're sharing space and you're cuddling and whatever, you're kind of already in that. Um, if you're vaccinated and boosted, a lot less to worry about. But your question isn't more about safety. It's more about perspective. Yeah, a lot of people are struggling with that. So you're not alone in that. And we're needing to kind of really look at the research, really understand the risks, and still really show up in our lives fully because our lives have to go on to some extent while still you know, being reasonable within that. So you're not alone in that. All right, y'all, if you got a question for us, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, or maybe you got a topic you want us to hit, something you want us to circle back, drop deeper into. Past episodes of the show are always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share. We'll be back tomorrow night, but until then, focus on self-care. That means take a little bit of extra rest, build in something to your day that has nothing but pleasure and joy tied to it. Um, and also a little bit more leisure, you know, what is it you want to engage in? Maybe it's going to cover all of those. Maybe spend a little bit more time watching a funny movie, maybe play that video game, bake those cupcakes. We need more joy in our lives right now. As always though, thanks for hanging out with me. Y'all enjoy the rest of your night. Be kind to yourselves and those around you. Have a good rest of your night. Good night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.